Okay, so starting in three, two, one. Hi, I'm Marcy. And I'm Akko. Uh, and welcome to the Color Pages Book Club, a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. Yay! Colorful background. <laughs> and us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, we are here again as per usual and i think marcy this is the end of the season i think she is she's the end of the season yeah 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 we're so you know thank you for joining us we're we'll be back they're like where are you going nowhere we're just we're just doing a summer shorts that's the intermission it's us intermitting (laughs) with shorts okay um but (laughs) before we you know start cutting class and cutting corners they're like haven't y'all been cutting corners in class all all season and we're like yeah a little bit but you don't know that i mean you do but um isn't this just cutting corners the podcast and i'm like "Mm mm-hmm correct (laughs) (laughs) it's like that is actually what cpbc stands for cutting corners yep that that tracks um that's our alternative name right (laughs) no i love that um Yes, y'all. So I know we technically, I, I know we technically didn't release the book list for this year, and y'all are like, "Is that really a technicality, or just a thing that y'all just <laughs> didn't do?" And we're like, "Anyway, I know we technically what? didn't release the book list in advance this year. Um, you know, we wanted to keep it spicy, like zesty for everybody. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. but this is going to be our final book of the season. Is going to be one of my picks. Actually, it's called Kings, Queens, and In Betweens by Tanya Botheju. It's a queer young adult novel. It's a book that high key I've been eyeing for a minute. And mm. you know, when I tell y'all this was the book that I needed next, I I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. I needed this book to be next because like we just needed something on the lighter of hearts. Like just something yeah. of low stakes. Like it just it it, yeah. it just is never that serious in this book. And mm-hmm. so very fun read. We'll we'll get into it. But yeah, no, super excited to get into this book because my God, what a what a perfect segue into the summer. Christ. <laughs> yes, agreed. Agreed. Definitely much more lighthearted. And we need a little levity. Mm-hmm. Um also I wanted to point out that for no one but myself and maybe my audience, I did make a book list and I never uploaded it on a technicality like the day when i was uploading it i was having such technical difficulty and i was like well i guess we'll do it live really (laughs) fuck i didn't know that (laughs) yeah and i was like i don't understand the internet and i so i just gave up so really what i'm saying is that i'm an old person but um marcy more importantly why (laughs) did you choose this book (laughs) oh my gosh um love that um so i so I'm going to give a quick shout out to a YouTube creator called Bowties Bowties and Books. The the person that leads that channel is named Jesse. And I remember um, a couple years ago, I want to say this is back in 2020. um, I was looking at one of their like, it was like a queer read recommendations video, basically talking about like books that like, you know, tell queer stories that are like really dope, blah, blah, blah. And one of the books that they really enjoyed was um this book here, Kings, Queens, and Inbetweens. And like just like their description of it of like, oh, it's like about this young brown girl that like discovers drag and is like coming into her own, understanding her sexuality, blah, blah, blah. It just sounded really 
dope. And I was just like, I love this, like, I, I don't think I've ever read a book about drag. Like, I've, I've been exposed to drag a lot culturally, but I don't think I've actually read a book. Nevertheless, for, for damn sure, a young adult book about drag. And so I was like, yeah, yeah. get it how you live it. Love it. Let's, uh, we, we added it to the list. And then I didn't add it to the list for three years. And then I was like, let's add it to the list <laughs> this year. <laughs> so, year. Um, yeah, no, I was this close to adding it last year. But then, like, I forgot what book ended up taking its place. But I was like, I, I was like next year, if, I, if we do nothing else, we are reading this book. So, um, yeah, so wow. it definitely was eyeing it for a while. But, yeah, it just seemed, like, really, really lovely. And, like, certainly it's not above critique, right? Like, there's certainly things about it that I'm like, oh, you know, mm don't love that but like i don't know it's right to the to this point i'm like this is about meeting the expectations that i had for it which is all all we can truly ask so yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it's like you know i think i we said this with um sjw where we were talking about like books we liked and didn't like but like unserious plot unserious problems yes. you know like the yes. book keeps yes. it like this is we're not doing serious so this is gonna stay unserious exactly. everyone's like all right that's the assignment, right? That's, you know the thesis. We're here for it. Like mm-hmm. so, that's that's what it is. But um, cool. I love it. I think that's great. I also like that you just like you were like, if we do nothing next year, it's read this book, and it's like at the end of the like season. it's literally the last thing we're reading before <laughs> not reading books. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, but okay. So I had another question mm-hmm. in part two. Question yes. part two. Um, in this novel. The main character is a young adult. Um, some might even say a teenager. Actually, they would say that because she is a teenager. She is a teenager, um, yes. And as y'all may or may not know, I don't love young adult novels. They're not, they're not my favorite genre. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> that tracks, yep. And they, um, but I, you know, I'm trying to, you know, whatever, be... It's not that I don't like stories about young people. I really like stories about young people. I just... Let's not kid ourselves. Young adult novels have a certain trope, like schema. A lot of them that yeah. they follow. It's not just about being young and being a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in any case, I think it has to do with the way my teenage years went, which were mm-hmm. something like a young adult novel, except ending poorly every time. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's it. But it made me think. What is something you would say to your teenage self if you mm. had a chance? Wow. As you, as you currently. Shit, I love that question. Oh, I love that question. Um, something I would say to my teenage self. Oh, I love this. Um, I would definitely say on like, a, on like a practicality tip, I'd be like, oh, honey, don't take that AP calculus class. It's not worth it. It's going to stress <laughs> you the fuck out. Literally amount to nothing. Take statistics if you really want to take some math. But child, honestly, just don't do any of that shit. Don't don't take the class. Just don't mm. take the class. It's not worth it. I know you're like, oh, like, I feel like I should. No, girl, it's going to be the worst. Um, mm. And it's literally going to, you're going to regret it. Like, you're literally going to actively be like, wow, I really shouldn't have taken that class. That was like the worst decision I made in high school. Um, yeah, so don't do that. Definitely start stretching, you know, like do it while you're young, hmm. do it while you're young. Um, yeah, just just get into that mobility, get into some of those exercises that's really going to serve you well later. Hmm. 
you know get into skincare no i'm kidding um but yeah like i just let's see uh, something yeah more... your skin looks great marcy thanks friend um <laughs> let's see so i on, marcy's on... also very mobile i know they're like get into stretching but they also stretched a lot when i met them and that was at that's, 18 so yeah that's 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 fair thank you friend um for reminding me of the truth okay i would say on a on a more like i guess philosophical tip i would definitely say keep doing what you're doing around just like journaling and spirituality this is a period of your life that like mm. in later periods where you lose some sense of clarity around yourself you're actually going to look back at this time a lot and like really be thankful that you had a moment like this where you felt just so deeply grounded and aligned in these different ways so like mm. just maintain that um to the extent that you can and like i know you're already doing it like i know teenage me is like oh my god like bitch we're doing that and i'm like okay first of all attitude <laughs> elders <laughs> but also yeah i know you're doing it girl um yeah just keep doing that love that for you and for me current me actually um so i would definitely say that um and also i would just say that like there's no try not to place so much importance on like other people's perceptions of you or like you know feeling mm. like you have to like show up in any certain capacity like it's actually okay to like like i like i remember when i was uh, a teenager i feel like i had a i, I didn't feel i didn't feel like I, I i had a lot of social anxiety and I, I would just get so like nervous about different interactions and just feel like i had to like always like be perfect in a, in a, <clears throat> in a sense socially and something mm. i would definitely tell myself is just like it actually I'm not going to I'm not going to say that like how you feel doesn't matter cuz obviously it does matter but like it's actually okay to like not be perfect. Frankly the 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 pressure you're putting on yourself to show up a certain way is what's causing a lot of this anxiety. So like if you just like mm. show up and like yeah just be awkward. Yeah girl, you just are a little bit awkward. And that's cute. It's cute, girl. Like it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with any of this. Nothing wrong with your body. There's nothing wrong with how you show up. There's nothing wrong with like you know just your general disposition like all of it's great and all of these things are things that like if you don't later discover that you enjoy during your adolescence years down the line you're gonna be like oh actually this thing that i thought was like so fucking weird it's actually gonna be one of the best ways that you connect with people that you really need to connect with later on in your life so just like you good Mm. sis like it's cool um and it's like that's it you're good like that's the advice and i'm like mm-hmm. yes correct <laughs> so yeah so those those would be the things um but generally you're doing great kiddo doing great honestly 10 out of 10 like you're i mean i you're you're fine so yeah those are probably be the things i would say Aww, to to myself that's um, so sweet but yeah what about you hmm Okay, I would probably say first, thank you. Thank you for being so tenacious and so strong in a situation Mm. that is not favorable at all to you. (laughs) Um, And I, I think I would say like, it is as hard as you think it is. <laughs> um, it yeah. might even be harder than you are letting on. And I would say I am so grateful that you made it long enough to be someone else. Um, and that I think you're the mm. coolest 
person I may have ever known. <laughs> and I know it does not mm. look that way on the outside, <laughs> but I think a kid who can shave off their hair at, you know, 17 in racist nowhere America, <laughs> where there's definitely not a hairdresser, <laughs> is someone who is so infinitely more brave than she can imagine. Um, mm. And then maybe I would say I'm sorry that I'm not there to tell you all this. So I'm, I'm sorry that you're lonely. Um, and I want you to know you will not be lonely forever. And one yeah. day, you know, we can have Lucky Charms for dessert. Not a meal, but like for dessert. That's adult <laughs> are, you, are you sure that's you not that. A, that sounds like a meal to me? That literally mm, sounds like a meal. Yes. Um, yes. So. A 25-year-old Akko will say, that's a meal, a 30-year-old Akko. And 30-year-old Akko will be like, um, that was a meal. Yes. It is no longer <laughs> allowed to be a meal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I... I yeah, I just want to say that you're really fucking rad. <laughs> and I'm happy and proud of you for being so rad because you let me be me and I am very grateful. So, mm. yeah, I, I do think, you know, it's okay if you want to shine a little more. <laughs> That's okay. Like, I... If you want to shine, you can. I know you think it's dangerous to shine because of the circumstances you're in. And it probably is. But when it's not so dangerous, you know, mm -hmm. shine away. Little Akko's like, I know. I went to college and just shined everywhere. And you're like, you did. Did. You cute little butt. That. Oh, so. oh so cute. <laughs> so anyway, that's my sentimental piece. I feel like I said that cathartically for me. So, <laughs> mm. um, but yeah. All right. Well, anyway, now that that's done, we're going to do a summary. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see y'all soon. Yeah. yeah. Good. See y'all in a bit. <laughs> All right, Aga's gonna hit you with the summary, but she's not gonna hit you hard. Just nice and like a nice tap. Just a okay. nice little tap. Yeah, a little love tap. Okay, so. right, right. Starting off, <laughs> just a little boob. Right. Okay. okay all right, all right. <clears throat> we got this. Everyone's like, please. It's start. already the summer. It's already the summer. We're right. Already... It's like we already bullshit. And everyone's like, girl, has, did the summer shorts end last year? Because y'all been carrying right. the same energy since anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Not last year. <laughs> Like how unserious, like, literally. <laughs> oh God. Um, but so this book, which is not a summer short, starts off with Nima Kumara Clark, and she's a high school teenage brown girl living in Bridgeton, which is probably Canada. Um, mm -hmm. no, we're pretty sure it's Canada, but yeah. um, 
she's it's a fiction it could be a real town actually i won't even say it's fictional i don't know but she's awkward very awkward but she also yep. has a way with words like really her economy of words i mean that is quite the economy literally quite- <laughs> it is a booming economy listen yes <laughs> she's very funny but um so when the book begins she is discussing her crush she has on this white girl with red hair named jenny and jenny uh, plays basketball and she definitely threw up on jenny's shoes that definitely, definitely happened mm-hmm. on her rebox yeah. and jenny was very cool about it so we're not mad at jenny you know jenny's fine she's a cool cat. I mean, you could be mad about having your Reeboks done up on. So, you know, like, and she wasn't. She was very calm about it. Though. Yeah. It's very saintly behavior. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> she, it's Jenny plays basketball and she's very good. And Nima's like, I'm not so good uh, at this, hence the throwing up on shoes. Um, and, but she wants to get closer to Jenny. So she's like, I'm going to keep doing this. But, they're like, you're not very good. Do you want to be a team manager? And she's like, sure. Is that a fictional thing you made up? And they're like, absolutely. But here you go, kid. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so they become friends. They get closer. And then she has a friend, Charles. And and Jenny coming over and hanging out with them has like made their less, you know, they're not cool. They're not the cool kids. But Jenny hanging out with them like gives them like a bubble of cool protection because it's like the 1980s and like everything is still bifurcated into different, very readable groups of popular and unpopular. Right. Which is a trope <laughs> I don't love, but Akko's, this is still the summary. So Akko's going to yeah. keep going. Um, right. Anyway, so she ends up telling her her friend Charles about you know liking Jenny and um and she kind of like hints at her dad to get some like advice as to how to like approach Jenny because her dad is he's a white man and he's married to a very attractive brown woman who disappeared for reasons that are still unclear to us yeah. and she's kind of like dad how did you get mom and he's like i don't know but obviously i kind of lost her since she's not here right yeah and and, and 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 to clarify so she she is still alive but she like yes left yes. the family like she just like left one day so yeah they're still trying to figure out what what happened there right and we, we yes we would not be joking if she was just you know right not right alive but so anyway she asked jenny out and Jenny, like, very smoothly is like, you know what is great about being asked out? And Nima's, like, saying yes. And she's like, friendship. And Nima's <laughs> like, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, heart on the floor. Like that. Like that it's on the floor there. So she's distraught and really sad. Um, but, you know, she and Jenny and Charles still kind of try to hang out. And so, you know, she doesn't want to make it weird, quote unquote. Um, meanwhile, they're... Their town has this huge festival called Summer Lovin'. Because, again, it's like the 1980s, apparently. Right. And they just right. all watched Grease. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> so there's like the apparently the whole town like this is a big event in the small town and like you know there's all sorts of booths and food and rides that are probably very dangerous that all of us rode anyway, etc. And um, right. Charles has his eye on this girl named Tessa, who he really wants to impress. And Nima's like, I don't know about Tessa, but I'll help you out. Like, a friend's a friend. Mm. So they go to this, this store that uh, Jenny works at. And it's like this thrift store, I think. Um, and they're going to choose an outfit, you know, you know, make Charles look snazzy, like a little, you know, whatever, makeover scene or whatever. Right. Uh, unfortunately their makeover scene gets interrupted by this boy i was gonna say man but they're all teenagers this boy named gordon oh my god 
a little background on Gordon. So apparently he definitely has like a troubling family situation. And when Nemo was younger, her dad and her would like, they have a community garden that they were at. Her dad is actually really cool, frankly. But, um, yeah. And they saw Gordon like stealing some potatoes and some carrots and trying to run away. And he was like nine. And the dad was like, do you want to just, you don't act. First of all, we see you trying to climb that fence with a handful of potatoes and right. carrots and you're doing a very bad job of it. Do you want to just like stay here and <laughs> not try to run away? And Gordon mm. was like, I do. Yes, I do. So for like a year or two, you know, they would garden together and it was cool or whatever. But then Gordon stopped coming and he became meaner and he's like, he always calls her by her last name. He's like, look, Clark, you know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Gordon is not picking potatoes or carrots right now. Right now, he's being a jerk. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, disturbing, I would say. But but apparently, you know, there's some hints. I don't know. I can't tell yet what he's clearly something. Something's bothering him. Um, something's up. And not just like his dad is clearly kind of not a good guy, but there's something else there. We just haven't figured it out yet. Mm hmm. So anyway, yeah. So Nemo's family friend Jenny, I think, is her name. J- it could be, it could be oh. anything, but it starts with a J. Is it Jill? It's Jill. Yes, it is Jill. Yeah, so okay. Jill is like, I know his dad, and there's a lot going on. He's like, you know, people bully sometimes because they're hurt. Which okay, fine. Anyway, so Dave, while they're at the thrift store, like Jordan is with his friend Davis, who kind of makes like a jab at. At, at Charles' masculinity, but Jenny's like, "Hey, you know who is the one on duty right now for this job? Me. <laughs> you know who can kick you out of the store? Me." Me. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, "Leave." Um, and so I don't know. She was like, kind of like being a good friend, and Neil was like, "It's so attractive how great of a friend she is, and able to like be angry at people and yell at them." And I was like, "Neil, I feel like we may be paying attention to the wrong thing here, but yeah. I'll let you have it." Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I was just like, this might not be. Anyway, so they so the the festival happens and everyone's like woo corn dogs and fried Oreos, mm. uh, but it's kind of somber because Nima's like, man, my dad and I and my mom used to go together, and my mom was kind of this like very bright, very colorful, whimsical woman, mm-hmm. and it's just hard now because you know she's not here, and I can tell that suddenly it's like hurting me and it's hurting my dad and she has this like constant feeling of like maybe she left because i wasn't good enough you know Mm. maybe it's because i'm so boring (laughs) she she Mm. was so cool you know clearly some internalized feelings of abandonment so so there's like a side plot where charles like fumbles the bag with tessa but i don't really care about the tessa stuff yeah me neither particularly interesting i don't even know if i find the main story interesting either but i (laughs) i really You know, I don't, I, but I, I, but I do, I really love Charles and Tessa's relationship. I'm sorry, not Tessa, Charles and Nima's relationship, mm-hmm. Nima and her father's relationship, like their little friend group situation. Yeah. Strangely, that like complex friendship between Gordon and them. This is not the discussion section. Anyway, so Nima also runs into some folks that tell her that a drag show is happening that night. And then they're like, you got to come at 10 because who knows when it will happen again. This is a, two-day festival and frankly like none of us are getting paid and she's like okay no so in the meantime like charles heads home and nima is fully intending to not head home so she goes back to the drag show Mm -hmm. and she meets a 
black drag queen named Deidre, who really might be the best part of the story. Come on um, now. Come on. Deidre, when I tell you, them shoulders got to hurt from carrying this motherfucking story. Like, my yeah, God. Yeah. And she is just so... How do you... Like, she is, like, a very well-rounded character with very few lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, somehow you're just like, I deeply understand and kind of want a whole nother story that's really just about Deidre. But any case, um, mm. she lives in a town called Northgate. And, you know, Northgate apparently is where everyone has fun, not Bridgeton. People aren't having fun in Bridgeton, but right. Northgate is very fun. And so they're all there uh, having a good time. And she kind of takes Nemo under her wing. She's like, yo, girly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome. Right. You know, have a little fun. <laughs> Yeah, she calls her adorable. She's like, you're cute. Like, you're fun. You're, you know, come join us. Like, mm-hmm. so the two go inside the tent and it's just great. Like, they have a wonderful time and it's Nima's first drag show and she loves every moment of mm-hmm. it. And she's like, deeply, you know, she's just, she's just, I can't, the book says it better, but she has a great time. But while she's there, strangely, for reasons that nobody knows, Gordon mm-hmm. is also there and he's like, I'm here. And everyone's like, we see you and he's like now i'm not here and everyone's like we still saw you and he's like bye (laughs) um but then she also sees this really she's smitten smitten by a i don't know like (laughs) like a very sexy lead singer well lip singer a drag king named winnow um so that's where the rest of the book you know catalyzes into romantic fun so i'll let marcy yes take it from here oh my gosh yes no so nima sees when i was like oh my god um so some context on <laughs> winnow real quick so earlier in the festival when they were like eating corn dogs um so nima went to this tent um <laughs> to like just like vibe because like charles was like oh girl i'm trying to get on these roller coasters you trying to come and nima like looked at like the very <laughs> loose screws on all the roller coasters <laughs> and she was like sis i'm gonna let you have no. it you got it you got it girl girly we, we can link up in 30 minutes so while she was like just vibing she like went to this tent and like basically there was this woman there winnow who did this like poetic improv sort of thing where like she like would mm. ask the audience like what's your favorite body part and like there was like this straight couple that was like like the guy was like my uh, and he was gonna like say like his dick but then like everyone's like charlie and i'm just like this is what um th- i'm getting way too in the weeds this doesn't matter basically <laughs> like sorry y'all it's so early anyway uh basically um, but it was like it, no that, that scene was it because that scene was very drawn out because uh nima was like so like fascinated like it clearly you know even I think even the book was like, I don't know if that was two minutes or 10 years. <laughs> no, literally, I was like, we've been on this page for 10 years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but basically, like, basically, um, Winnow did this thing where, like, she would ask the audience, like, their favorite body parts. And based on their responses, she would, like, incorporate that into some improv, like, poet like poetry that she would then recite so like it, it was like this mm-hmm. really interesting kind of like puzzly thing and nima was like okay this is interesting so when nima saw her at the drag show she was like oh that's old girl from the poetry thing and mm-hmm. so she was like oh my god so after the show nima's like girl deidre 
Cha, I saw Winnow earlier. She, I don't think, I'm not sure if she knew her name was Winnow at this point, but she was like, I saw Winnow earlier. And whoo, wow, damn. Which was funny because Deidre was like, you know, Nima, before you even said any of those words, um, it was very clear the sexual tension between the two of you. Mm, and yes, y'all should was, vibe. Yes. Y'all should talk. Like, let's like, let's make something happen. And Nima's like, but I'm so mm-hmm. awkward. And Deidre's like, listen, I'm perfect. So here's what you're going to do. <laughs> Go to the porta potty over there. Just like hang out, and I, ca- I, I swear to you, Nima, uh, when I was gonna be there in like five minutes to talk to you, and Deidre's and Nima's like, okay, and like it actually works. Like they end up like getting to talking, like blah blah blah. So here's the thing. So Nima is seventeen. Winnow is twenty one. Like yeah. we don't love. We don't love we that. Don't love it's not, it. not my favorite part of the book. Um, but you know, move it past that. Uh, <laughs> You know, like the two of them do hit it off and they talk a lot about like, just I like, actually, uh, a footnote. I actually, we, we would not recommend the, um, we would yeah. probably not recommend. It would have to be pretty specific circumstance for us to be like, yeah, that's fine. We're not, would not recommend continue. Yeah. So, you know, it's, there's that, but you know, they do, you know, they hit it off. They're bonding about their parents, talking about being mixed race, like all these different things. Um, at one point, Nima, Winnow, and Deidre go back to go back to um, yeah. Nima's house. And mind you, her dad. I don't think Winnow comes. I think she wanted oh, no, Winnow to come, but she. No, she was there because like Deidre like fell asleep on the couch and they like talked outside and it was like the whole. You remember they were like on the porch? Yes. She just didn't stay the night. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so basically the three of them, yeah, go to Nima's house. Um, Wendo, to Aqua's point, doesn't spend the night. But, you know, the two of them, like, get to talking. Like, they're bonding and shit. They, like, almost kiss. But Nima's like, I'm nervous. And, like, I've never kissed anyone. And, like, oh, God, I'm going to be so bad at everything. And I'm so awkward. And Wendo's like, oh, God. Um, Okay, maybe we don't have to do this. Maybe we could just not do this. But, like, when I was, like, you know, handled it fine, she, like, gave her a hug and was, like, okay, I'm going to leave, but, like, let's, like, keep in touch. And Nima's, like, okay. So, the next day, Nima, like, wakes up um, to her dad, and her dad's, like, hey, kiddo. And Nima's, like, hey, dad. And then Nima's, like, oh, my God. Like, I totally forgot that, like, Deidre fully fell asleep on our couch, and I, like, gave my dad mm-hmm. a letter, but, like, didn't really give that much context. <laughs> and Nima's, like, oh, my God. Like, did you meet Deidre? And, like, like her dad's, like, did I meet Deidre? Like, child, we went on a walk. We, like, we talked for hours. Like, they're, like, they're, like, thick as thieves. No, literally, they, like, made pancakes. <laughs> they're, like, bonding. Like, no, Nima's dad and Deidre are, they they go on a brunch next weekend. Like, they became besties in, like, the two hours right. that, like, they were awake while there Nima was, was not. whole other book where it was just Deidre and Nima's dad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, literally the prequel. We read that too. We'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was really lovely. So Nima's like, wow, that was actually the best case scenario of all of this. Um, and so basically they're all just like eating breakfast. It's like really cute. Deidre leaves and she's like, hey, Nima, like, you know, I want to see you soon. Like, I really want to like keep in touch. Like, let's like, I want to get you I want to get you out there. I want to get you, like, you know, exploring the drag mm-hmm. scene and, like, exploring more, like, queer and trans community. Like, pull up. And, like, Nima's like, period. Uh, except instead of that, she was like, oh, yeah, like, that's fine. Like, that's, like, like, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically. Um, so, after all this, Nima's like, wow, like, I'm literally existing in the, like, residual shimmer that was this drag show. Like, I've never mm. felt more elated and in a higher place of existence. And she's like, I must express this to Charlie. Now, she's nervous because she's like, okay, Charles, like, 
He's very, how do we describe Charles? Very bookish. Um, very awkward. like awkward as Hasn't well. Hasn't come into himself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like kind of, it can be a little like, uh, not deadpan, but like sort of have like a dry sense of humor. Like, so she's like, I don't know mm. if like Charles is really going to go up for like the like sparkle and dazzle of it all. So like they end up kind of talking about her night and like Charles is to his, like to Nima's credit, Charles was like kind of impassive and like you couldn't really place how he felt about the whole thing. Like, he was like, oh, I went to this drag show and like it was really great and like I really loved it and blah blah blah. And like Charles was like, yeah, sounds fun, sounds sounds cool. And she's like, I wonder too if Charles is more concerned about like, because even with Jenny, he was like, can we just keep things the way they are? Mm. I wonder if there's like a coming of age, like we're all oh changing, for sure, you know, yeah, or something, or like I don't feel like in my body and so it scares me that you might like find yourself and i'll be like the mm. only loser who doesn't have any friends i don't know i don't know yeah. i was maybe i'm reading too much into oh it. no definitely not reaching at all because based on events that happened later that 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 is confirmed um yeah so there, mm. there's definitely because yeah when i was reading it i was like okay this doesn't read as like charles being like i don't know like against you know drag or anything but it's like mm. there, there's clearly like an anxiety there so Nima's like, okay, cool. Note to self: don't bring up like drag sparkle shit with Charles because like he's fucking weird. <laughs> um. So anyway, <laughs> after this, <laughs> um, Nima starts working for her family friend Jill over the summer. She's like working at this like pottery plant shop, I think. Um. Yeah, which is also Jill's house. Which is also Jill's so. house. Correct. Correct. Um. And for context, Jill was the one who provided Nima context on Gordon earlier and was like, you know, like. Sometimes bullies are just like people looking out for help, like you know, like so, like so. That's a little bit about her. One day while Nima's working, she has a run-in with Gordon, and to be fair, it was like not as shitty. Um, you know, Gordon's yeah. like Clark, like what you up to? And like Nima's like, so let's just cut right to the chase here. Um, so that drag mm-hmm. show, you were definitely there. Like, what's the tea? And he was like, oh my god, that's so weird. Like, I like ran into the wrong tent. Like, I just like, I tripped and fell and was like at a drag show for like an hour. <laughs> like, I literally tripped and fell and continued falling for the 60 for minutes I was there. Yeah, like, this is <laughs> so wild, right? And like, Nima's like, mm, yeah, girl. Yep. Okay. That. It also doesn't it seem like I don't know Gordon's given a lot of mixed signals because he was like so what's with you and Charles and she was like friendship and he was like uh huh okay and you're like Gordon can you just like say what you mean and then he's like Marcy we're all confused yeah right and he's like why aren't you more why aren't you friends with more girls like you like you're like you don't even like guys so like why aren't you friends with or like you know hanging out with more girls that also don't like guys and like Nima's like you what are so weird um I'm so, <laughs> so confused we're moving on um later nima actually ends up having a run in with gordon's dad actually i forgot how this happened but I, I think she was like yeah like just like outside she happened to see him and like you know she was like oh hey like whatever and gordon's dad complete asshole like literally just like oh, so yeah. fucking disrespectful like just like just Completely comes at Nima, calls her like a gay slur. Like it was, it was just really yeah. awful. And I was like, "Why are you no, talking?" I think he, call, he calls Jill a gay slur. Yeah, he, he he has some relationship with Jill from the past. I'll there's something, it. yeah, there's something going on there. So he came for Nima, came for Jill, and like Nima's like legitimately ner- like scared around this man because he is like so weird scary. and scary. So he's not, he's not he's not he's not weird. He's a particular type of very readable scary. Um, yeah he's he clearly does not treat his son well he clearly has 
some 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 difficulties he's facing that he takes out on other people. So yeah, I just you know he's the type of person that people run into, and yeah. people are exactly so. so. So yes, but yes, with um in all of this, while all these events are happening, Nima hasn't like explicitly reached out to either. Winona or Deidre, but like you know, the effect on her is still very clear. Like she's going to reach out to them very soon. Yeah. Fast forwarding a little bit, there was a day where Nima and Charles were like reading books, and Nima was like, "Oh, this used to do it for me, but child, I'm bored. Oh my god, don't want to do this." <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh god, like I forgot, I have to like help out with like a car wash tomorrow." And even and like Charles was like, "What?" And all of us, the readers, were like, were like "Did you just make that up? What the fuck?" Right. And basically, we have never heard about this. There was zero mention of a car wash at all. So the fact that it is tomorrow and you have to help, I'm sorry, we need context. And Nima was like okay here's context so like a couple months ago when she was like really into jenny and she's like jenny is literally like the beacon of light i i love everything she's ever done and will ever do she was uh jenny was like i guess there was like some fundraiser or whatever that was gonna be going on to like raise money for like something or another at the school and like Nima was like, oh, well, like, if Jenny's going to be participating, I will also be participating because I need to mm. hang out with Jenny. And so, like, you know, now things didn't work out with Jenny, but she's like, fuck, I still signed up for that car wash. Oh, God. And, like, Charles is and like, I mean. she's a little smitten. Yeah. She's like, I still like Jenny, like, tee like, pointing my fingers together. Um, and so, basically, Charles is like, yeah, girl, I'll help, like, whatever. So Nima and Charles, Charles go- was like, I will help if we don't go to the school. That's yeah. What he's-, <laughs> he's like, if we bring the posters back to the house, like I'm down to help. And like Nima's like, bet. So the two of them go to the school, Charles, Nima. And they like, I think they like split up at one point, but basically there's a moment where Nima goes into like the art room and Gordon is there mm. again. And she's like, God damn, like for a bitch, I don't really want to run into like that. Like I really be seeing you every day. Like, Everywhere. What is going on? <laughs> Jesus. So basically... When she walks in, um, Gordon's like, wow, Nima, like, so loud, like, make enough noise, like, weirdo, like, what the fuck? And he's, like, clearly, like, gathering a bunch of materials and, like, trying to, like, hide something from her. And Nima's like, first of all, it's summer and you're at school. Weird. Second of all, it's 6 p.m. So, like, why are you acting like it is somehow, like, I'm disturbing the peace, but just, like, why, bitch, why are you here? Like, I wonder, I wonder if at home he has to be really quiet. Like, I wonder if he has to, like, avoid, like, there's some, because he said the same thing with the dog. When he, mm. Nima was at the community garden, and oh, Nima you're right. Like, Nima, it, he was like, "It is six. It is like six a.m. and your dog is really loud." Which I even I was like, "She's that's true, Nima. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's too early for a dog." But but it's just like you know. And then there's one time she was like crossing the street and he, she like wasn't paying attention. And I just wonder if he has to be like very careful and hyper vigilant. Mm. And he's like, "You are just you don't seem to have to be that way." I don't know. Anyway, I'm projecting, but no, that that's a really that's a really interesting read. I, I I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you know that that completely tracks. He definitely makes a lot of like noise related complaints about Nima, and like also the fact that she seems less like I won't say that she's not especially aware, but like she seems like he finds her to be in the way a lot, and so I think there's like a to your point, like there's like a he always maybe has to be aware of like how loud he is and where his body is and all of that. And this is like, he's like, mm-hmm. Nima's just out here just like, just being clumsy. And he's like, wow, if I could be clumsy, like if I had the privilege to be clumsy. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so basically um, Gordon like gathers his things and he like storms out. He ends up like leaving a picture behind that Nima um, ends up picking up. And it's a picture of him that's like shirtless with like his, it's like his face is like 
scratched out with like this black marker and like some of the edges of his body are like like i guess some of the quote harder edges of his body are like kind of replaced with like curves um and nima's like huh this is like a really interesting picture and like frankly really beautiful mm-hmm. i mean would gordon have a heart attack if he knew that i was looking at this yes but i also feel weird not giving this back to him because i feel like he probably really cares about this so she like goes after mm-hmm. him and she's like hey like you left this picture behind I think it's really beautiful, but don't worry, I won't like tell anybody. And then he like gets up in her face and like is like, you know, like, I don't know, like tries to like intimidate her and like just being really yeah. difficult. And it was actually pretty scary. And Nima's like, I'm a back away now because this is a lot. But clearly Gordon has some shit that he's hiding. So the next day after the car wash, which we don't get any any description of this just they were like <laughs> the car wash happened jenny was sickening we move on i was like oh so the car wash that was literally this whole plot point we got two sentences we move on anyway um nima and charles like, the car wash was literally a plot device right <laughs> that didn't matter <laughs> so nima and charles after the car wash were like okay let's like i guess try to like find tessa and like do something with tessa i was bored i marcy bored could have left it whatever they're like let's find tessa i guess so they're like okay we're gonna like i guess like look for her at different parts of the in the town and then like let's just like maybe go towards like her house and see if we can find her mm. i thought it was a little much i was like not you yeah. literally going to her house yeah. charles and nima this is weird and even the book was like i mean is it bordering on stalking i'm like we're saying bordering on but like this is a little like i don't know like yeah like tessa has not given you any signs that she would like it if you showed up just like pulled up so like that romantic novels and books and movies say this is a good idea but it's actually not it's actually not a great idea kind of it gives wedding date when um what was his name drew like pulled up at alexa's apartment was like i'm here she was like how romantic and i'm like call the police like what do you mean like what (laughs) what do you mean this man is just outside of my apartment the fuck anyway ciao anyway (laughs) like it's like like, huh anyway so basically they go to tessa's house i guess and so tessa's like outside with like some of her friends and nima's like she like nima literally was like i i'm really i'm I'm a channel my inner deidre because deidre really came through for me when i was like really trying to like vibe with Mm -hmm. winnow so like she's like girl i got you she's like charles boom period this is what we're gonna do she like she does not have him (laughs) no yeah the spoiler alert narrator says but meanwhile uh nima actually had nobody um (laughs) didn't have anybody (laughs) in this situation so nima pulls out a sheet of paper she's like boom we were gonna write this high q and charles you're gonna read it to tessa in front of everybody and charles is like what if we didn't do this and nima's like oh that's so Mm. funny because i'm literally like talking to tessa right now and being like hey tessa like charles has something he wants to read to you so she like gives charles the paper He's about to start reading it. And because YA, Gordon and his friend Davis end up walking outside of Tessa's house. Like they were inside getting like beer or something. And they like come outside. And Davis was like, uh, yo, Secondhand what? embarrassment on this was no, so No, it was too much. much. And like Davis was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, oh my God, Charlesy, what? And he like snatches the paper from Charles. And he's like, oh my God, Tessa looks like he has a little love poem for you, LMAO. And he's like, oh my God, Gordon looks like Charles is trying to get on your person like oh my god like ah! and like tessa's friends are like ah! 
And Nima's like, I have never in my life been more mortified. And she's like, first of all, Gordon and Tessa, eek. Second of all, this is embarrassing. And then Davis like read the haiku. Everyone's like laughing their asses off. Like jaws unhinged, laughing loud boots. And everyone, uh, Charles is like, I've never, I just, I can't. To be fair though, Tessa- It's like not, it's not great. To be fair though, Tessa herself didn't actually laugh or like react much at all. So it's kind of unclear how her, like how she feels about all of this. Um, Yeah. And I, what I will give to Tessa is you've put her in a very, everyone here has put Tessa in a very unfair situation. Like she did not know you were coming over. She did not know old boy was going to start laughing that Davis is going to be, you know, like this is like one of those moments where it's like, I could see someone just being like, I do not have the capacity to figure out what's going on. She's also younger than all of them. Tessa's like 15. She's a year yeah. under mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's just sitting there like in blank, I don't know how to react to this, I think is, I- I'll give it to her. I think it's a fair yeah. response. Uh, Zero people took issue with Tessa's response here. We're all like, yeah, this is a pretty, I mean, I mean, what the fuck, Nima? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, girl, this is, yeah, this is wild. It was just like layers on layers, like Nima kind of wild, and then also Davis is completely out of pocket. And I'm like, child, yeah. this is so yeah. much. So anyway, basically Charles storms oh, off. Poor Charles. <laughs> yeah, he like storms off and he's like, I'm he like starts to bike away and Nima like catches up to him like on her bike and like she's like, Wait, wait for me, like blah blah blah. And like Charles is like, What the fuck, Nima? Like I'm so pissed. Like, why would you put me in that situation? Like, I'm so embarrassed. He's like crying. He's like, Oh my god, I literally he's like, I'm just gonna go home. Like, I'm so mad. And Nima's like, oh, all I wanted to do was just, like, add a little bit of sparkle. But I fucked it up. I, like, lit the whole situation ablaze. So. Yeah. I don't know, Nima. Did you? I don't know how much she was. I don't know. I don't know how much you were thinking about your friend in this one. I don't. I'm not convinced you were thinking. I think you wanted an experience. I think you wanted a sparkly thing to happen. I don't know if you were really considering the people. I mean, that's like. That's like correct. Cause like, I mean, Nima, this is, so this has like been a thread the entire book that we haven't really spoken to as much, but like Nima, the whole book, pretty much up until the point where she like met Deidre and them was like, I'm so fucking boring. Like, God, I'm so boring. I am so uninteresting. <laughs> She's like, if I could just have something happen in my fucking boring life. And then like right. she meets Deidre and them. She's like, Oh my God, not me being sparkles and sunshine and like rainbows. And like, yes, I'm so exciting. Uh, yes, me, Nima. I am shimmering. I am the moment. And so basically mm-hmm. since then, she's like, I, I'm actually Deidre. Like, I'm actually just so interesting. And so I think, yeah, for sure, she was like, let's have some drama. Let's add a little sparkle. Let's add a little... Like, she's she has this thing with being interesting or being perceived as interesting or feeling interesting. Mm-hmm. Which I think certainly she wanted to like bring a little bit into Charles. And I think maybe this is like a way of her being like, if I do this high gesture, like maybe it'll be easier to segue Charles into like how much drag means to me. Cause like, I don't know, there's something about, there's something over the top about this that I feel like might lend itself to like him being more in line with some of this. Um, I don't even think that's it. I think that, I think it has to do with her mom. I think she's overcompensating for, she feels like she was, she's internalized her mom leaving as her fault and as her being boring, like her quote unquote dad, Mm -hmm. her dad's not boring, but he's he's like a fine individual. But like, I think she's, you know, when you're a kid and you need to find a reason why it's Mm -hmm. your fault. So it it will make sense because when you're a kid, it's more important that it makes sense than that you be okay. Right. So I think she's like, I'm boring. And if I was less boring, she, my mom wouldn't have left. And uh, these drag king and queens are far more interesting than me. And I'm going to embody their sparkle. 
mm-hmm. because I also haven't internalized that they probably have real lives that they have to deal with. And you right. kind of see glimpses of it. Right. Like when Deidre's just making breakfast, like clearly Deidre's grown and had, like understands grown things. <laughs> right. But like she doesn't know that yet because she's a teenager. So I think... I think a lot of us did this when we were younger. Like you're not thinking <laughs> about people. You're thinking about things, you know, whatever. Main character your way through. <laughs> right, literally. <laughs> um, yeah. So Charles is just like in the crossfire. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, so that's part one. That's like it. So yeah, so <laughs> we're gonna take a break now. <laughs> we're gonna like come I'll back and talk about discussion. Yeah, talk about our thoughts and feelings and get into all the things. We're back. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, I, I, am trying to like, uh, you know, for me personally, I prefer not to go back in my mind to high school. So I tend not to read high school books because I just i I have no interest in in going back there. Um, but. You know, this book was was nice in the sense that I was like, okay, well, Akko, you can go back in a safe way that's not your home <laughs> or your mm-hmm. school. So <laughs> and not your high, not your school. Okay, but um, I was going to ask you, how do you feel like the descriptions of the book added to the story? Because I, I felt it was like a very descriptive novel, you know, and mm-hmm. I wanted to know how you felt. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, God, I love this question. So, okay. One thing I will say is that I do like the character descriptions. I think especially when it comes to, like, communicating, like, you know, race and things like that. I feel like this book does a really seamless job of, like, just, yeah, just describing. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of books would be like, this character's black! And, like, this book is just, like, it'll describe, like, I don't know, this character has an afro this character has this or blah 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 like it's like i feel like there's just like it's more it's more seamless and it's more clothing and food right exactly and it's just you just describe you know kind of like it's like these elements of these characters come it's not like it it makes no commentary on race or anything but that it like it just comes out in a way that's more seamless and just it's less like oh like this is a focal point of this character so i i I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. those descriptions Nima has this <laughs> I feel like Nima is so I would love to actually read the same story from like anyone else's point of view because I feel like Nima's point of view <laughs> I it, I don't I'm not sure if I would say it's a full blown unreliable narrator but like she has this general kind of like I'm awkward as fuck like kind of dry wit sort of humor that like even just informs the how she describes <laughs> certain yeah. situations with other people where I'm like is this what happened? <laughs> like so, for example, like <laughs> I remember. Um, so the so the day after the whole um, you know drag show and everything, and like she's like eating breakfast with like her dad and Deidre. She was like, after shoveling foods in our mouth as if we hadn't eaten in days, Deidre did, and I was like, is that what happened? 
Nima, but did y'all really shut like like it's like this picture of like, y'all just like chaotically throwing booty to your mouth. I'm like, this is not like what. So like it's like I, but I love it though. Like I feel like she describes things like that in a way that's like it, it, to me, Avery is very endearing, and like there's just a certain yeah. I, I really resonate yeah. with that type of like narration, like this kind of like casually absurd, like very exaggerated mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. energy that I think it definitely it adds a lot of character and it's funny because it's 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 very it reads very ironic to me because it's like yeah nima thinks she's so uninteresting she thinks she's so boring Mm -hmm. and like so whatever but i'm like nima this is anything but uninteresting like every way of how you describe your own life and how you describe those around you is so like you're so in tune with like other people you catch so many subtleties of their expressions and like you're also just fucking hilarious like you're actually really funny and i feel like you're not giving yourself credit (laughs) so it's just I, i i think the descriptions really add a level of like yes detail to the character but also like it just having it narrated through Nima's voice it's just it, her voice feels very it feels very consistent to me as as a reader and it's just it just adds a, like kind of a layer of like fun to some of the narration but also at the same time like being able to also hold the serious moments like when that's necessary so mm-hmm. it's just I I enjoyed a lot of the descriptions in this book um and yeah it's just she's just very she's just very witty and it just adds a lot of fun to 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 the experience of reading this um what did you think yeah i i agree with that i i really i really liked the way she wrote and spoke <laughs> i thought it was mm-hmm. very endearing very funny i like that it's a lot of tactile descriptions of things that i think the author is really good at doing like and it really feels you really feel like you're there wherever they are you know it feels mm-hmm. lived in it feels very real um mm-hmm. i thought I like Nima because I, I do, you know, I think when you're reading it, you're like, oh, okay, I can clearly tell that you're not seeing everything here. Like her, her, you know, her perspective is narrow by the fact that she's 17, which I think makes mm-hmm. a believable 17 year old, right? Like right. she is confident in what she thinks that she knows and then is in the process of realizing she doesn't know everything, you know, mm-hmm. like even with her, her dad and how he feels, you know, he, she, she, um, kind of starts to get a little more insight and, and it's, it's 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 really cool to watch her kind mm. of come of age so, so i think that describes i think a, a very believable teenager so yeah i like it i like the descriptions i like how they add color to the other characters you mm. know i think the portrayal of gordon is like very interesting and insightful mm. um it's very and I like how to make it interesting and insightful. It doesn't just like let Nima know everything. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. like has the adults lend their perspective in different ways for things she can't tell on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the the writer just does a really good job of of you know, yeah. I think it's well written and it's just funny. And I think yeah. it's. I also think it's like again, it's like you said, it's just like an unserious. I mean, right. there's serious parts, but it's yep. just like an. You're not like concerned that, any, and I like how you know, like you know, there's a lot of tropes that aren't in the story. Like Deidre's just over, and her dad's not uh, doesn't care. Like, right? You know, doesn't freak like, the fuck out. Like, there's no, just, fine. yeah, exactly. There's no weird commentary. You know, there's, and I think I like that she has safety as this mm-hmm. brown queer girl to mm-hmm. live you know yeah. i don't know if everyone in the story has that safety <laughs> clearly they don't that, that's true. um but i i do like that it's it's showing that you know this doesn't need to be 
weird. Like right. this queerness doesn't need to be out of place. It doesn't need to be confusing. It doesn't need to be whatever. It's just people living their lives in their communities with right. people who love them. Exactly. And so I, I for that reason alone, I mean, look, I don't love a YA novel, but if we're gonna have a bunch of tropey YA novels, yeah, <laughs> why not have this one too? Like <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah. I, I like that. No, um, but yeah. Real. So that's my thinking. No, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I also really enjoy I, I really like Nemo's relationship with her dad. And I do like how even though Bridgeton is like a small town, like Nemo will comment on that. Like she's like, OK, it's not like I've been exposed to all the things because I live in this small town. It's like, yeah, like it's like people aren't just like straight. I mean, people obviously can be homophobic and, and, and terrible. But like for the most part, at least the people that she's encountered in her life thus far, like th- those who are close to her, it's like, OK, it's like not. Yeah, it's just it's just just an aspect mm-hmm. of my existence. It's like not this whole like oh my god, like it's just like it's 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 fine, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. it's just and it's funny because even Nima herself doesn't really seem like conflicted about the fact that she's attracted to other girls or anything like that. Like she's like right. yeah, like it's like it's just it's it's fine. <laughs> like there's no like, which I, I I like that internal conversation too, and I like that it also is like it's it's not to say that she doesn't struggle with anything, right? Like she internally obviously struggles with a sense of confidence and you know self worth and stuff like that, but at the same time, it's not like her own queerness is one of the reasons why she feels like she's like out of place. And I feel like that was probably a very intentional choice by the author to mm-hmm. like, to, to have both the struggle internally, but not have it be interlaced with her identity in that sense. And I'm like, Oh, that's really nice to see. Um, yeah, now that being then, said, Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, because you know, part of the thing that we need is stories about queer kids going through having complex life things like you know like people's lives aren't just it's not like i'm black everything about my life that's difficult is me being black like that's part of it i'm a woman maybe everything about my life that's difficult is me being a woman yes that's Mm -hmm. part of it but also people come of age people have issues you know what i mean like right it's part of like sometimes i the way where people are written takes away the humanity of them so that like mm, you know like yeah. you should be allowed to be a teenager who comes of age who goes through awkward teenage things right. <laughs> you know who has to learn about the adults in your life and the people around you mm-hmm. without it being so serious and dire about your identity like mm. that's that allows you to be a full human being and to grow into like a you know and i so that's that's i like that this book did that like Nima is, is has a personality <laughs> and right. she's growing and learning just like any other person would you know that's right and i think it's good to see that as a, as a young person or even or an old person you know like yeah. so i don't know why what an old person like i like anyway what were you gonna say <laughs> that being said <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say um so what's, what's interesting to me is that like while internally i feel like Nima's queerness is not like a marker for an element of insecurity i would not say the same thing is true about like her race um i feel like there's a lot of like yeah tacit like centering yeah. of like whiteness as like a beauty standard like you know when she was describing jenny she's like i'm like brown and i have this frizzy hair and i'm awkward and blah 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 but like jenny's like you know has this like gorgeous red hair and like perfect mm-hmm. skin and this really thin beautiful athletic body, body type and i'm just like mm. yeah we could have kept that gonna cap that don't need that <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm just like okay like i 
That's yeah. interesting. Um, so just like a file yeah. save moment where I'm just like, okay, like this feels like one of those moments where like, and I and I can like literally like directly relate to this where it's like, okay, like may not necessarily be in conflict with one's queerness, but like certainly there's some like there's there's race. W- with race um, there needs to be a similar sort of like you know reckoning or like a a finding of oneself mm. or a cementing oneself um, and not and obviously the the blame does not go. Yeah, the blame doesn't go to Nima, of course. It's like the society that encourages her to believe of beauty in these racialized ways. But like, you know, it's it's just something that I noticed and I hope and, and I'm I'm not sure if the book will go into this territory later, but it's something that I just I've just kind of picked up that I was kinda of like, okay, like a lot of centering whiteness here, which is interesting. But mm. yeah. I wanna I wanna take your file save and I'm just gonna click it open in the Google Doc. because um, I also <laughs> wanted to I just wanted to add to the file saved that um, I agree with you. I think, and I think, I think that this is a problem in society. I think (laughs) it's in a lot of fiction. It's in a lot of movies. It's just the proximity to whiteness seems to really need to be there. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not sure why. Well, I I mean, I am sure why systemic racism. <laughs> but it just, it can be a little frustrating. I think I really, really love Deidre. And I think the author's trying really hard to make her a full-fledged character. But there is a little, like, magical fairiness to it. Mm, that, yep, team, team. You know, and then I remember with Fierce Femmes, Kamaya kind of had the same role. Come on! Like, I'm just um, I am I am footnoting for everyone <laughs> that <laughs> black femme folks, you know, are not magical fairy creatures who will come and change your life for you because right. um, we may be full fledged human beings with our own mm-hmm. struggles and issues. So I have just noticed that this is a running theme, you know, and then in Neo Neo Tenica, I think it was like. Black people were also a different type of trope. I just like, I just please people. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> Akko is asking that you just remember that. And that's like, and I've seen this in real life. Hell, I've been on the other side of this. And I'm like, yeah. do you think I'm a fairy creature who's going to make your life better or easier? Or do you think like, I'm going to help you figure out your sexuality through experiences with me? And they're like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you've read too many novels right. because I actually am a full fledged human being. Hell, I might be a villain. You don't know. And they're like, we know you're not a villain. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, caught me. But, you know, like, like I just, you know, just, 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 just everybody remember that your friends are people. And I just, I just, can we, like, can we think about this, y'all? Why, you know, why is everyone light skinned? Okay. (laughs) Why is everyone (laughs) mixed? You know, I, I, we love everybody, but why it seems that there's a palpability thing here that we just really need to think about <laughs> like yeah um because yeah sorry to you no no, no. I, was, I was just agreeing keep going yeah i don't know because it's like you also there are people who are not mixed there are people who are mixed and are very dark skinned there are people just you you can't the answer to things the thing that brings everyone together can't be the proximity to whiteness y'all that's just mm. that you're that cannot that's not a progressive thing right you know it's great that everyone is different and everyone has different skin tones and everyone has different heritages but if it's mm-hmm. going to come at the expense that this is how every trope needs to be think about the people who you are, who are reading these stories who do not have the imagery they need. 
Mm. Okay, think about the people that you are leaving out of these stories. And this is not to the author. The author this is a great book. But mm. as an industry of fiction yeah. and movie and writing and society, you know, and also think about the dangerous tropes we're getting here. You know, you're not going to solve racism just by sleeping with people and having mixed children. Okay. <laughs> like, that's not yeah, going to solve a systemic issue. <laughs> that's very feel good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, obviously I got to 30 and I was like, all right, the gloves come off. But yeah, you know, let's, let's, let's try and I understand maybe your only proximity to a person of color may be someone who is mixed, but you know, also consider why that is as well. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's also something to wonder about. Like, right. So anyway, that's, that was like footnotes with Akko, but yeah. the book is, we, the book is fine. We like the book. Um mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to see like the dynamic w- w- Gordon. I'm interested to figure out Gordon. I'm interested to figure out the mom. You know, I'm interested in in all those things. So yeah, no, and there's there's something yeah. And to to that end, I think you know, I, I at first I was like I, I wasn't sure if I liked this about the book, but it also like I don't know maybe it's just uh, again just like isn't that deep. But like I do feel like the book reveals things kind of quickly so for example even with gordon like you know his <laughs> thing being like like you know gordon is like oh there's more to gordon like even like chapter two like they're at the thrift store and like you know davis at one point like get like he like threw this tiara towards like gordon and gordon like slammed it to the ground and like broke it and it was like really awkward and everyone's like what the fuck why did you why was that such a reaction <laughs> like right and, and even just like he like gave nima this look that she was like it felt like he felt like ashamed or like something else like there's all like she's and, and maybe this, this just speaks to nima's like perceptiveness like she just picks up on a lot of these like subtleties that like just shows up in gordon and like his emotions and stuff but it's just funny because i'm like literally from the very beginning i'm like oh like gordon like, th- there's more to the story here like there's like more going on like da da da. and i'm like i feel like in most other books like this would be like more of a slow burn where it's like okay like you don't really get insight mm. that there's maybe more here until like later on like it's like we're gonna establish the character and then like sort of subvert the expectations of that character but it's like at the very beginning it's like we're establishing the character but in the same breath we're also inserting that like there's more to the story here which i just thought i, I i'm not sure if that makes sense but like i i know the book, i know the book does that a lot it kind of like tells on itself a little bit which i was like is mm. this me but also in a way it's also not it doesn't it doesn't come at the detriment of the story. I think it's just personal preference, right? I think for for myself, I'm like, oh like I I'm I'm just used to more like, oh like it's gonna be a gag. And I'm like, maybe in Kings, Queens and In Betweens, like it's just not a gag, you know? Like maybe it's just <laughs> like maybe it's just people it's live. Just not a gag. Right. It's just like there's no reveal here, there's no like grant. It's like, oh like this is just like yeah. I don't know, people are just complicated. And like it's like even when they're being shitty, it's like, okay, there's like more to the story, and like maybe that's the point. And I'm like, huh, nuance. To be fair, like I do think kind of I, I agree with you about your point but for for this gordon relationship she does know him from when they were kids that is true that is true yeah and one of the hard things about growing up in a town where you know everyone and then people get to high school and start acting weird is that you're like didn't i eat crayons with you like why are you (laughs) why are you bullying me like i just knew you you know that cognitive dissonance there so i think you're kind of like oh always know for for some people Mm-hmm. This is not my experience because I, I moved a lot. But for some people, it's like, you're like, I knew you. How are you suddenly like this? You know, right. and it's, so it's lends itself to, to complexity there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but 
all around beautiful gowns beautiful gowns we the book is fun um generally unserious like just very like i mean we like charles and nima will be fine when no one Nima will be fine. Like everything's Every, yes. everything's gonna literally mm-hmm. everything is going to be fine. We'll and like fine. in two weeks when y'all listen to the episode, we're gonna be like, Yep, and everything was fine. <laughs> like predictably, <laughs> everything was fine everything was and fine. everything worked out. So that's actually our prediction. Our prediction is everything will be fine. Yeah. So I do feel All like right. there is an intersection here between the mom and this drag community. That is something that I feel like is like a thing. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to show up, but I feel like that's a thing that's going to be. Oh, gonna there's definitely up. something. Definitely something. Uh, well, there. yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's, I was, my mind was like, she was a superhero somewhere. It was what my thinking, but like, that's very unrealistic. She's <laughs> not. <fighting laughs> but like, crime, who just... knows? Listen, oh, room for possibility. <laughs> who knows? So. Real, there you go. There yeah. you go. You know, she's like, actually, Nima, I'm superwoman, you know. Anyway. Yeah. All right. If you have a hot take <laughs> that's not so hot, <laughs> or a cold take, a lukewarm take, just, you know, email us at thesecolorpages at gmail.com. So, or you can check out our website. I know that y'all know that we don't update the website. Okay. We know. We all know. But maybe you'll find a surprise. You don't know. We're spontaneous individuals. You mm-hmm. might go to thesecolorpages.com and find that it is deeply updated mm. with little buttons and frills. So see what happens <laughs> <laughs> correct yes and if the show brought you any love light delight mm, yes please leave us some love wherever you're listening to this podcast could be up a podcast or not um it could be yeah spotify girlies looking at y'all any ratings there we certainly appreciate but really just anywhere mm-hmm. you're listening to the show any love we certainly certainly t- um are, are deeply thankful for for any expressions yeah. there also, if you like this episode and you, you know, think of someone in your life where you're like, you know, I think this person would really enjoy this, like, just generally unserious, very dazzling, yes. very sparkly, fun story. Like, feel free to but just like send a little them. serious. Like, a little, a little, a little, a little serious. Up. Yeah, a, a mm. little serious. It's a little, a little nuance, right? But, like, you know, generally, <laughs> like, like a kind of more uplifting, fun read. Feel free to send them this mm-hmm. episode. No context, and then just you None. know, no context at all. Literally, no. Like you're not allowed to provide context. If you provide context, start over. <laughs> I'm sorry, you actually can't. Like, actually, just stop listening. You know, because you you've broken the rules. Um, but like, then you know, maybe take this book and just you know, or actually take this your phone and uh, well, I fucked it up. Anyway, um, love y'all. We appreciate y'all, <laughs> and we certainly appreciate any attempt to make our community more colorful or something anyway um <laughs> next week we're gonna finish this book king's queen <laughs> everyone's like are you Sorry. even trying anyway <laughs> next week we're gonna finish king's queens and in betweens but until now and then Akko, are there any other things we should leave our listeners with before we head out no, no. <laughs> just like, oh god we're done but but until we meet again just remember to stay, stay.